right. For Halloween fanatics, the big day is almost here. Those of us who celebrate the entire spooky season know that Halloween is more than just one night. Milestones are marked and memories are made with Halloween specials on television leading up to trick-or-treating. In this episode of the show, we'll pour one out for a missing mainstay and celebrate some underappreciated treats. This show is zero tricks and all treats as we celebrate our one year anniversary. Happy Halloween. This is Wayback Attack. Thank you for coming to Wayback Attack. This is Brian Grantham, and sitting across from me, a very safe seven feet, is Preston Burt. Preston, are you ready to pretend that this is our first episode ever? Because, uh, man, things are different, as you can see if you're watching the show live or on YouTube. Um, if you're just listening to it, uh, you really don't notice anything different other than a bunch of flubs at the beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah, you would think that this would be a lot smoother, since that's what we were anticipating, of working in person being mm -hmm. a, a lot easier and able to play off of each other. But actually, <laughs> this being our very first time doing this in studio, it's actually quite <laughs> awkward, and um, <laughs> we're off to a roaring start. Yeah, it was. I I also have new toys, and so I was like, okay, this is gonna make the this is gonna streamline this process so better. And then like, uh, just of course, everything's got to get. Ne hey, next episode, <laughs> next episode is going to be on the awesome. money. Yep, it'll yes. be great. So, um, but uh, before we kick off this episode, I do want to um, talk about something a little serious. Uh, oh, I guess very serious. Uh, so recently. I had a friend that um, committed suicide, and I think, you know, last month was Suicide Awareness Month, uh, or at least the week was in last month, and I just wanted to, you know, talk about, I know a bunch of crazy stuff has been going on in the world recently, or I guess most of the year, and that coupled with, you know, seasonal depression getting ready to hit and uh, with a lot of people, um, I think that it is super important uh, just to take a minute and talk about um, the suicide prevention lifeline. If you are, um, if you are, you know, feeling like you are maybe willing to hurt yourself or, or you know, take your own life, please, please, please reach out uh, to to somebody. Um, if someone reaches out to you, uh, and uh, you know they are you think that, you know, they might be able to hurt themselves or take their own life, please implore them to get help and help them get help. Uh, because it is, you know, get to that point where you want to take your own life is a huge thing. And a lot, you know, a lot of people don't realize, I think how much impact that that has, how far the, the ripples and the water go, uh, into affecting other people's lives. And I understand, um, you know, when you're in that situation, things feel really dark and alone. And so, um, may, you know, knowing that there's someone out there that you can reach out to uh, and the Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-TALK, and that's 8255. 
uh, that is a great place to start. Um, I know that I personally have used um, EAP. Uh, a lot of workplaces have employee assistance programs where you can get free counseling. And so um, that can really go a long way into helping people out. But, uh, you know, just if, if you're feeling uh, feeling bad, you know, it's starting to get it's the end of the year is always bad for a lot of people. And so I just I just wanted to take a minute and just uh, just try to raise awareness a little bit and and, you know, hey, look, put it out there. We're doing this show because we love you guys. We wouldn't be doing um, this to just hear ourselves talk because we, we can do that in person anyway. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the way we want to spread that love is just to make sure that you guys are OK and uh, you can find the help where you need it and enjoy the good times that we're going to have on the show for years to come. Yep. So thanks for checking us out. Uh, if you need that assistance, please reach out and, and find that. Uh, if you want to hit us up, we're happy to talk to you guys as well. Um, you know, I, I appreciate that that was probably a little bit of a bummer to start off our year-long <laughs> celebration with, but I wanted to do Brian a solid and help anybody out. But, you know, this rest of the show, it's good times, man, because yes. I cannot believe it's been one year already. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's to the day, but close to it. I think it's, we're a little past. Yeah, I think it's like it's like maybe a week past or something like that. Mm -hmm. but. but our very first show was a creep show themed episode. And so we started off the show with a little spooky vibes and mm -hmm. we're back at it doing some more spooky vibes, but a little more fun. And, um, you know, uh, we've got some exciting announcements to make. But before we go any further, I just say, Brian, thanks for sticking around with me for a year to do all this. And then look at this, guys. You've only been ever able to see Brian's a uh, little curtain behind him, but check out our in-person studio, a safe seven feet away. <laughs> um, so uh, it looks great and it's only going to keep on getting better. He's going to spoof this up even further and we're going to, it's going to look great. Who knew when I built this giant desk that it would be uh, ready to go um, for, for a, a pandemic. Yeah. Seven <laughs> feet away. Pandemic we're safe. Um, so, one of the big announcements that we have, well, I guess there is really only one big announcement other than the fact that it is our, our year celebration, is that for, for the past year, we have given you guys 30 full episodes that are over an hour. We've done four in between episodes that are over an hour. We've done, uh, I've uploaded a dozen weird commercials and custom videos to YouTube. And then we've even streamed a lot of pinball games, uh, some video games on Twitch. We've done all of that for you. And we haven't asked for a single thing. You know, on public radio, it's the fall pledge drive. Oh, yeah. We're not asking that you are required to pay anything. But we have some good news for fans of the show because we are going to give you even more good stuff. But there's a catch. We're going to keep on doing what we're doing. But we're going to give you a catch because we have our own Patreon that we are launching tomorrow. So on this Patreon, Brian, why don't you tell them what, what kind of things we have in store? Well, it is a super exciting, uh, a super exciting deal. I know for me um, to be able to be a part of the show. Uh, and we wanted to kind of like bring the community in a little bit uh, more to the, uh, to that process also. So for, $2 a month on Patreon. Uh, you get access to the Patreon posts that uh, go up and to the Discord uh, and early video access to 
uh, different videos that go up like on um, on like commercials or other videos that we do mm -hmm. and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I think I still owe everybody a tour of my arcade to give them a little update oh, yeah. of what's mm -hmm. going on. And you could probably do an in-studio tour, show how you do what you do behind the scenes here because it's pretty technologically astounding to me. All right. So I know you're wondering, Brian, I want to pay more than $2 a month. What have you got for me? <laughs> so for $5 a month, uh, you get uh, one bonus show a month. Uh, that is uh, on um, the private RSS feed and uh, a private video. Uh, you get to participate in voting for topics. You get a shout out uh, once an audio on the show. And then every video uh, where we will roll credits uh, for our, all of our uh, patrons uh, and um, you get. I, I, don't, I don't think you're selling the bonus show enough, Brian. I mean, so we're committed to doing at least one show a month regularly. Our, yes. our schedule is is to try to maintain an every two week schedule with the show, um, and that's not going away. I want to be clear about that. That's that's sticking around. Um, but at the five dollar flashback fiend level, we're gonna do an extra show, kind of like an in between show. We're going to be talking about um, the stuff that's going on in between each episode. You know, we, we theme our shows around a specific topic, and in between shows, I'm consuming a lot of other different retro stuff and nostalgic mm -hmm. things, and but it may not fit into the theme topic for the next show. So it's we kind of miss some fun stuff that we'd love to talk about, but they don't fit into any other shows. So we're going to do that um, once a month for our five dollar patrons, and then we just uh, include even more stuff because. You're going to get a sticker. You're going to get a fan club letter. Oh, yeah. We're going old school. Okay. It's like Burger King Kids Club up in here. All right. So we're going to do that for you guys. And then we kick it up to the next level um, with some producer stuff. And I don't want to bore you guys with the with the stuff here on the show. You can go check it out on Patreon um, tomorrow uh, or Wednesday. If you're, if you're listening to this tomorrow in the future, it might be live then. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash wayback attack and there's plenty of fun stuff for you to to consume and add to your monthly intake of wayback attack that has gotten me excited <laughs> <laughs> you know in 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 actuality like it is super exciting because uh that'll give us you know the ability to be able to do more um to be able to do more for the show and and you know you really it's going to be a tighter knit community i think because uh you know we'll have the patreon access and everything or not patreon um discord, discord access and stuff like that so yeah and uh you know we have we try to have really good production quality with the show and as you can see from the studio with these nice microphones and um you know i just i just shelled out some money for our annual um hosting fees you know, so it'd be nice to be able to to get something for what we're putting out there so that we can continue to do what we do and give a little back to the community that, that does appreciate what we're doing. So thank you so much for tuning in and hopefully for joining the Patreon. Yes, and I will say uh, one of the things that I want to get in the future is a better mixing board. And so uh, when like, hey, we need them fun, son. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, mixing boards are not cheap. And then we did, I did want to mention one last thing is we do have a goal. It's a very, very, very lofty goal of 200 patrons. And when we do, we'll add yet one more show, but it'll be a watch along show every month 
where we'll pick something fun. Maybe one of my old VHS tapes, the 1985 Grammys. Um, who knows? And uh, we'll watch along with that, and that'll be a fun time together. So that's something to look forward to. Um, but like I said, if you're just a lazy schlub like me, you can just keep on listening and enjoying like we do. So thank you regardless for tuning in. Yeah, the uh, I know a lot of people loved the um, Nickelodeon Kid Choice Awards that we did. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, hey, if you like that, those... those. Hey, I got another one of those. Um, someone traded me for one of mine so i got mm. i got a year that i didn't have so we've got we've got a whole uh another episode of kids choice awards that we could watch that's something fun to look to so tell 199 of your friends <laughs> and then you yourself sign up to patreon <laughs> and we'll, we'll jam to that real soon nice um all right well what have you been doing preston what have i been doing uh i have been um, slowly building up to those Halloween vibes um, with the heavy topic of your first the first part of the show I'm not I, I'm not even close to that but you know you, you hit something on the head with just like the seasonality of it mm -hmm. and then just the buildup of stuff all year long and you know there are a lot of milestones some of which we'll talk about tonight mm -hmm. that help you kind of lead up to Halloween and some of those just weren't there for me this year. And so it, it has taken me a while to get into the mood. I decorated a little bit of the interior of my house, but the outside of my house is, um, I just have two plug-in inflatable things. But usually I have, you know, spider webs and ghosts and uh, like uh, I have wooden cutout, what do you call it? Headstones mm -hmm. that I put in the ground mm -hmm. and stuff. It's to the nines. And this year it's a little tamer just because, you know, when I realized I wasn't going to be able to have my Halloween party and I wasn't going to be able to have kids in the driveway, you know, it was a super duper bummer. But I've slowly been building up to that. So last night I went to Home Depot and I got myself a candy shoot. And <laughs> have you seen these? No, I have not seen them. Okay. So, you know, I, I can't be a total... I can't be a total Grinch and not do Halloween at all. Like, it's just not in me. So I'm going to do Halloween as safely as I can. And I'm going to make sure that my the trick-or-treaters and myself are more than seven feet away. And we're going to be outdoors. I don't want to have any weird kids coughing inside my house. So uh, I actually bought um, wooden stakes. Mm -hmm. Not for vampires. But I bought wooden stakes and caution tape. And I'm going to hammer those into the very front of my lawn. Tape off the driveway. Because I know I've got some kids that have come to expect heading down my driveway to play some pinball mm -hmm. to do something fun um so I'm, I'm cordoning that off and then i got a i wish i had a slightly smaller one but they only sell them in 10 foot sections of giant um sewer pipe tubing uh-huh so a pvc giant like i don't know what you could just cut it you could but i didn't i mean it's a hacksaw i can anyway but that's too much work so Getting into my car was a problem. Um, I, I'm not worried just, about now. Just uh, stick it like through, like two, <laughs> roll down two windows and then just hope no no one gets near you on the way home. Uh, well, luckily enough, my SUV was able to fit it. It went all the way to the windshield, mm. diagonal, all the way to the trunk. But I got it in and I'm going to build a little apparatus where it's just like an elevated slide using that tube. And the kids hold out their bags and I drop the candy down when when i was building this desk like you know that piece in front of you is all one long piece 
And so that's the same wood that was in, that's in front of it. And getting that in the car because it wasn't my car; it was Paige's SUV. Uh-huh. But like, the seats had to be all the way forward, and like, it, like you had you were I was driving like this and stuff. But uh, I, I forgot. So you know, you talked about not being able to have your Halloween party this year. I have a gift for you. Oh, so so last year. Um, I bought you this card and I forgot to take it to the Halloween party. So this year, there you go. Yay. It says, hope you feel Halloween happy and, uh, right down to your bones. And then it's got a press button. Let's see. This is a long song. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's a, it, it's, it's like a centerpiece. <laughs> Dude, this is great. This, this is definitely added to my Halloween spirit for sure. <laughs> it's a, a big fold-out card if you can't see it, and it's got a little dancing skeleton on there, and lights up, and it plays music. It's got some cute little spiders and jack lanterns and bats. I love it, Ryan. Thank you so much. Yeah, I make sure you sh- show everybody. I haven't been hitting the button a whole bunch. Um, Save but, those batteries. But yeah, so who knows how long they'll last, but uh but yeah. The uh there you go. <laughs> That's cool, man. Thank you. <laughs> the other day my kids pulled it out and they're like, What is this? And I was like, Oh, it was a card I bought for the party last year and forgot to take it. Uh what have you been up to, Brian? Hmm. All right. So uh work has been crazy recently, but outside of that, um I really haven't been doing a whole bunch. I did, you know, we had talked about watching one one horror movie every night this month and that has not happened at all uh unfortunately but uh i did watch the conjuring last night um for the first time and so that was good and i can't remember if i talked about it already on another show but my kids and i have been watching horror movies you know they're seven and nine and i figured that was like when i started collecting nightmare on elm street movies was nine around around that age maybe eight um and so they've been begging for a horror movie and we watched we started off i started off tame uh with some stuff like beetlejuice and rocky horror picture show and then my oldest daughter kept saying this isn't scary this isn't scary and i was like okay so we watched nightmare on elm street one and um (laughs) was that scary yes she said that was the scariest movie that she has ever seen in her life and apparently my youngest daughter uh, has been having nightmares for weeks. <laughs> and so uh, last week we watched. Um, you showed your youngest daughter. You showed both of your girls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> I, I was I would have been I would have I was around seven probably the first uh, time I saw that movie. And look how you turned out. I know. That's great. <laughs> and, you know, well, like my my youngest daughter, you know, I was really trying hard to make her. Uh, a clone of me and so i'm like i i sometimes will purposely be like i did this thing at that age so i want her to do it too uh because you know like her birthday i missed i missed my birthday by three days like that's how like but anyways um last week we watched the gate two and uh or i'm sorry the gate one and the gate also uh and um my my youngest daughter did not want to watch it. She was like, I'm going to go watch something else instead. And my oldest daughter was like, I asked her, if she thought it was scary. She said there were parts in it that were pretty scary. Mm-hmm. You know, I imagine like, you know, where the kid stabs the eye in his hand with the glass and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so this week I've been trying to think of what we're going to watch. And there was something earlier and I was like, oh, I should watch that with her. But now I can't remember what it is. I got to show my 15 year old, um, 
uh, Child's Play for the first time. She liked that a lot. Oh, and that's what it was. Child's, Child's Play. Play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one really holds up well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not quite as scary as it was, you know, as in the 80s of when you were little, of course. Um, and I think it looks a little dated, but even so, it's like a really well-made movie, mm-hmm. even if the, all the effects don't hold up necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what else did I show her that she was not too thrilled about? I was disappointed that she didn't like it that much. The Howling. No, I don't know. But she has turned me on to a show. It's cool that she wanted to share back to me. So I love her getting her own taste now. She has mm-hmm. shared with me a show called, it's on, it's called BuzzFeed Unsolved. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you seen this? It's the two guys. It's two guys that go like ghost hunting. Uh-huh, yeah. But the best part is like one of them wants to believe and kind of does believe, mm-hmm. but is, but it's not one of those professional ghost hunters that is like, you know, numb to it all. Right. He like gets freaked out. Yeah. But he wants to believe and wants to find some ghosts, but he's gets scared. And then- the other guy is totally like, there are no ghosts. Why am I doing this? This is ridiculous. And it's just so funny. He's like, if there's a ghost in our presence right now, can you just kill me? I mean, it's just so funny. <laughs> there's one you have to watch. It's like uh, on the, um, it's like Satan's bridge or something like that. And he's like, they're on the bridge and he's like trash talking Satan. And then the, the other guy's like, you I really think that you should stop doing that. You need to calm it down. And he was <laughs> like, no, no, no. You know, if you're, if you're out here, go ahead and kill us. You know? Yeah. So, oh man. So that's a good recommendation. I, I highly recommend that. Um, well, I, uh, I feel bad that we didn't do that thing where we kind of lead, lead into the episode. I mean, I, I know we had the intro, mm-hmm. but I feel like we should have probably sold it a little hard for people that maybe just like tuning in because <laughs> we've been talking like 25 minutes and aren't even into the, into the topics yet. How about we do that though, Brian? Yes. Let's do that. So, um, I'll say when we were trying to think of an idea for the show, I didn't want to just like do Halloween and Brian came up with an idea that ended up working because I don't know if you know this, maybe it's been all over the internet. So hopefully you've seen this, but it is sad to say that this is the first year in 54 years that the television special It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, will not air on network television. How hard is that to believe, Brian? That is crazy just because, I mean, it's it's a tradition, I'm sure, for most people, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, for for something that big and like such an icon to not be on the air for the first time there must be a pretty good reason for it (laughs) well that reason is the big cheddar it's the cheese (laughs) it's the fact that apple plus apple tv what's it called i think it's apple tv plus is the subscription they um got the exclusive rights to air it so if you want to watch it this year you gotta you gotta have an apple tv subscription account bummer I don't have that. I've got so many other things that I'm not willing to add to it just uh, for that. Apparently, people like retailers cannot keep it in stock just because so many people are upset about Apple's exclusive deal um, mm-hmm. that uh, the people are going out in droves and buying buying up copies of that movie. So wow. Well, um, I I'm amazed that it's not on, but at the same time, I'm also surprised that it has it has aired consecutively for 54 solid years Mm -hmm. because you know there are periods in my life as an adult especially when i was not tuned into oh my gosh am i gonna watch the the charlie brown uh halloween episode but 
And, you know, I, I feel like there have been some other things that have been mainstays for other holidays. Like the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm-hmm. Has that aired every single year for eternity? Probably. You think? I, I would I would think so. Um, th- now, when you start getting into some of those, like, I feel like that does every year and Frosty does every year. Because mm-hmm. I feel like those are, like, big network gets, right? Yeah. So Well, I, I, I f- where I was going with this is that I feel like there's some Christmas specials and some Halloween specials that do air for a long time and become part of the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. But they maybe don't air every single year. Right. But with this uh, record streak being broken, it was a, a sad day in Mudville. <laughs> but that helped influence our idea for this year, this episode, which is to highlight some underrated gems that are Halloween specials on TV. So these are some things um, we actually have. Not only I threw in not only. Um, some nostalgic memories, but there's actually uh, one pick of mine that's a current reference. Mm-hmm. Well, at least as of last year. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get into it, man. Let's let's talk about some things that you can watch if you seek them out instead of It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Welcome to the Tunnel of Terror. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> your tour guide to the Tunnel of Terror. This is the master's laboratory where he does his research. Ah, there's the master now, or is that just one of his experiments? Got an aspirin. I've got a splitting headache. I wouldn't go near the... All right, so... Roseanne, right? There's probably no other sitcom that has that is more well known for their Halloween uh, episodes than than Roseanne. So, um, would you agree with that? I, I would say that it was uh, a central element to Roseanne of mm-hmm. what made it special. I don't know that everybody would agree that that is like when you think of Halloween specials, you think of Roseanne. Yeah. I, I think that might be just our generation. Uh-huh. Um, but I do know that, you know, people recognized back in the day that right. that was legit. Yeah. The um, so the whole the whole thing with the Roseanne special is um, basically their first season they didn't have a Halloween episode, and Roseanne had to convince the the suits basically to let them do a Halloween episode because Roseanne apparently loves Halloween, and in uh, 2014 in an interview with Yahoo. Uh, she said that for a while they refused to let us have a Halloween episode because they said the Bible Belt doesn't like Halloween and that they think it's satanic, so they didn't want it on ABC. Roseanne uh, then goes on to say, and we're like, are you crazy? People, people trick or treat, you know. It's a big holiday. They were very, they were very kind of uh, fundamentalist about it, but you know, uh, that was the first dragon we slayed on the Roseanne show. So. Um, you know, really, she just didn't back down. She wanted to uh, do this this Halloween show, and um, every year after that first year, they did a, a Halloween episode um, that usually consisted of like Roseanne and Dan trying to scare each other, mm-hmm. right? And the cool thing about this is that you know Roseanne came back 
and then she got fired. Um, uh, and then they re they did like a spinoff kind of, it's just called the Connors. They rebranded. Right. It's called the Connors and they just, they essentially in the show, they just killed her off. And then, um, but they, they are still doing Halloween episodes every, every season of the, of the Connors. Cause I think there's three seasons of it now. Um, they have, uh, they have had a Halloween episode in oh, each one of those great. seasons. So that's cool. Um, speaking of Roseanne generally, mm-hmm. something that I noticed in watching these episodes uh, again, um, to refresh my memory was, you know, I think one of the appeals of Roseanne back in the day even was, you know, there were so many different families that were portrayed on TV that were not necessarily authentic, you know, families. Right. You know, there, there, there was the ideal family, like the Cosbys. Um, there was the, the anti-family, like the Simpsons and the married with children and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Roseanne kind of embodied like the real, the real people, you know, you look at the set decoration on there and that set decoration, it makes it feel like you were at your friend's house. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, that's what houses look like that. I mean, that I hung out with mm-hmm. uh, the kids that I went to. And so what was great about this was not only did it feel familiar, it also aspired to be what you wanted your Halloween experience to be. I mean, how cool for her in this first episode, they turn their house into like a haunted house almost where the trick-or-treaters at the door are brought in through a maze Mm -hmm. that's scripted and they have characters and little scenes. Oh my gosh. I would have loved to have experienced that as a kid. Um, have, have, did you ever have people that made haunted houses like in your neighborhoods? They were any time that I had like saw them, they were almost always in yards but like they would at one time when I lived in Tampa, this guy would build like with plywood, like build a a haunted house in his front yard. No, I have not done that. We had the local fire station. Mm -hmm. They would have a little haunted house they would set up and then they would have it to where like you could go in and reach in the scary hole and feel eyeballs. And it was, you Mm -hmm. know, like grapes or something Mm -hmm. Um, or brains. And then you reach in and it was like spaghetti and it was frightening as a kid, but it was, you know, it was pretty tame as far as, as far as those things go. But I know I never experienced like a, an actual house um, that that did that, but you know, this helped remind me that that's what I want to eventually turn my backyard into. Mm-hmm. Because as you know, we have that big driveway at the bottom, and we always have stuff down there. Well, when we don't have the pandemic, what I'd like to do is I'd like to build up some structures and then use the deck that goes in my backyard to like hang up some sheeting Mm -hmm. to make like a maze, Mm -hmm. and then have some scenes like that to where kids can go through and see some stuff and yeah. you know my kids are going to eight my kid i think this is probably i don't think my oldest is going to be trick-or-treating this year mm-hmm. and then my youngest only has a couple more years left of, of trick-or-treating so pretty soon i'm going to need to incorporate the whole family into my scheme right of staying home and scaring kids <laughs> well tell them that it's good um <laughs> i know that uh when i lived in valdosta uh if you were a theater major you had to work at wild adventures, which was a theme park down there. Uh, and they did a, ha- they did a haunted house. And so part of, of being a theater major was you went and worked at that haunted house. And so you had to like get in costume and like do all that stuff uh, every day. And so that was, that was a fun thing for, for them to have to do. So that's cool. Yeah. Halloween on Roseanne is where it is at. Um, those episodes still really do hold up. I mm-hmm. laughed out loud, um, at this one. Uh, particularly so those are where can people find those so the um you can find them all on prime 
uh, yeah, on Amazon Prime. That episode in question aired on on actual Halloween, October thirty first, nineteen eighty nine. Wow. Uh, and so, um, but yeah, you can check it out on there. They have uh, every season uh, going with uh, going on that. I th- I feel like it's changing soon. There's something. There's some some kind of deal. I, I I didn't really pay too much attention to it, but that it airing on Halloween reminds me that yes, there was the build up to Halloween by watching these Halloween specials that aired throughout the month or mm-hmm. leading up to the week. But there was also something really, really special about on Halloween day, going trick-or-treating mm-hmm. and then coming home and then being able to turn on the TV to one of those specials that was actually on Halloween night while you sorted your candy and ate and came down off your candy high or <laughs> the the Halloween rush. And uh, I, I remember that one particularly. That was a really, really good, good one. Yeah. The... Uh... Well, I would say, um, you know, Roseanne's TV show, uh, they, they did a really good job at, at showing how a family can come together and, um, and put on a great show for the neighborhood. But what if the kids were the ones that had to save everything? I am going to treat you to a trick you will never forget. Jump down here, quick! I wish we could have had a prize for the one person who may be able to recognize that one. Even watching it, even watching it, I I bet we are not going to have hardly anybody remember this one. That one was, of course, the uh, the inimitable Rhea Perlman and Richard Mole mm-hmm. in The Last Halloween from 1991. Did you ever watch this one? No, I've I have never seen. Uh, well, I have now, but before today, I have never seen uh, that movie. So just like uh, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. This one aired on CBS, but back in the day in 1991. And interestingly enough, this was a Hanna Barbera production. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know Hanna Barbera, you mostly know from like Scooby Doo and stuff like that, um, Animation House. But they actually did some live live action things but in this one they had um some cgi that we can talk about in a second Mm -hmm. so do you want to give the the listeners like a little rundown of what you remember from this episode what was the spiel sure uh so it's it starts off pretty weird basically (laughs) and uh, it finishes pretty weird (laughs) basically mars uh they use something i don't remember i don't remember what they call it it's like cookie or something like that but it's candy they they use candy probably as an energy source or something. I don't know. And they've run out of it. Kubi. 
Oh, okay. Kubi. And so uh, they need this Kubi and they set off these sensors to try to find Kubi in the universe. And, you know, it's Halloween. And so all this Kubi is, is coming from Earth. So they go to Earth and this town in particular, because there's a candy factory there and those kids, their dad and granddad run that, ca that candy factory. Now, it's funny that this is a Hanna-Barbera movie because watching it, you would think it's a Disney movie. Um, it's very similar. It does. But, it feels like a Disney Channel movie. But also, just like every Disney movie, someone's got to die. <laughs> that, that's how they do. That's how they do their. Um, I guess like the problems that have to be solved, right? So th these you don't see it happen, but these kids' moms have died, or has died, and it's funny because this girl is like wearing this costume, and she's and he's like, you didn't have to wear that costume. It's dumb. And she's like, I'm gonna wear it because mom made it. She made it for me last year, and I, I'm sitting there thinking. Did she not grow in a whole year? Like, that's so bizarre. <laughs> but um, she says her mom is in it. And so, um, so yeah. This one is 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 crazy all around. Um, I love it now because it's so wacky. Like, as a kid, it, you know, it was just, it made sense as a kid because it just, kids are dumb. <laughs> but now watching it, it's endearing to me because it's so it's so ramshackle and all over the place and like there's detail notice as an adult that you wouldn't notice as a kid that mm -hmm. are just like what's going on here so this town has a candy factory but apparently the candy factory is run by an old school water wheel mm -hmm. so you know like like a like a grain mill or a, or a stone mill that that turns with the river or the water to do grinding or whatever like that's their candy factory. So the the problem here is that the lake has gone dry because Rhea Perlman and Richard Mall have, have drained it looking for stuff. And so now because that wheel can't spin, there's no more candy. Mm -hmm. Um so the there's also animated aliens, like Brian mentioned in this episode, and those are CGI aliens and they're dumb and annoying, but it's really cool for nineteen ninety one, I it's actually really good animation, I think, for mm -hmm. 1991 CGI. Well, it's it's more than just good animation. They did a good job. You know, it's like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit type of deal, right? right? And so they did a good job for that time period for just the interactions between, like, there's a, a part where they go to trick-or-treating and this lady picks up the head of one of the Martians and, like, it, it works really well. Yeah, so. yeah. This is actually the only time that um, Hanna-Barbera has used CGI animations. So if you want a little bit of cartoon history, check this one out because you'll never see another Hanna-Barbera Hanna cartoon yet use CGI. And this is actually done by Industrial Light and Magic did these CGI animations in their production. Um, one thing that I did want to point out before we move on, and it's not necessarily about this movie, but this movie re reminded me of something that you can kind of only, you know, that only sparks your memory from watching this nostalgic stuff because it's such a slice of time, mm -hmm. is that at the very first part of this movie, it's only a 30-minute movie. I don't know why it's called this movie. It's a Halloween special. Um, at the very first part of the special, the kids get off the school bus. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which, one, looks very dated and weird. Mm -hmm. But, two, all of the kids getting off the school bus are wearing their costumes. Yep. And I just wanted to comment about how that's not actually a thing in most schools these days, hmm. most schools don't let you wear costumes on a Halloween. 
Um, if they do, they have to frame it as something else, not Halloween. They do like a literary character fair. Uh-huh. So you can dress up, but it has to be a literary character from something that you've read in school or checked out at the library. And you have to like do a report on it or something lame. Mm-hmm. Um, there are probably some schools that still do this, but for the most part, I know that it had been faded out of kids coming to school dressed in costume because it's like distracting from the school environment, mm-hmm. which is totally lame. Halloween at school was one of the best days at school. Yeah. Hands down. I thought it might have been because Halloween is Satan's birthday. So, <laughs> the, uh, you know, I, I had, I, I, I had tra- uh, traumatic, um, brain injury. No, oh. <laughs> I, I had traumatic experience, uh, one year, uh, from my Halloween costume, uh, because my mom made my Batman costume. And so I wore stockings uh, or they're actually, they probably weren't stockings. They were probably tight, tights or something like that, but it was probably like legs tights, uh-huh. you know? And, uh, I got made fun of so bad at oh, school. Dude. And so I, I stuck a pill through them and ripped them. <laughs> and then, uh, cause I was like, well, I'll have to get a new costume now. And then I just wasn't allowed to go trick or treating that night. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. you actually missed trick or treating. Yeah, it was, um, it would have been second grade, probably. That's child so, abuse. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> dude, you were a bad kid. Well, I can't help it. The, everyone made fun of me. <laughs> I, hey, you have to be the change in the world that you want to see, Preston. And I wanted to see a new costume. Ah, so, man. Well, and if you want to see some weird Halloween shenanigans, check out the last Halloween. It is available to watch for free on YouTube. Yeah, there's actually uh, multiple. Um, the, the one that we showed was from, there's a, a better quality one. That's the one. So there's two of them. Um, and one of them is like really bad quality and the one of them is really good. So try, try to find the really good one. But the next thing we're going to talk about, unfortunately, is not on YouTube. Uh, the intro is, this, this video I'm going to play is, but the actual episode is not. So... My night, I'm the pumpkin guy On All Hallows' Eve, I'll fly through the sky But alas and alack, I'm bored out of my skull My once favorite holiday has grown so dull It's tired, trite, and also routine I crave different thrills on this Halloween. (gasps) I wonder what hides beyond this door. It just might be what I'm looking for. We're tiny, we're toony, we're all a little loony, and under a full moony, we're something to be seen. Things could get hairy, and just a little scary. All right, so that is Tiny Toons Night Goolery, which is a Halloween special uh, that, um, that Tiny Toons did. It's it was a struggle for me to decide whether or not to to um, put this on on the list just because it was intended to come out for Halloween, 
Um, they they were were originally going to premiere it in October of '94, but it wound up not airing until uh, May 28th of 1995. So, um, you know, following following those rules, the only reason I kept it on was just because it was intended to be Halloween. They changed the theme song uh, to all Halloween lyrics and everything like that. And so I appreciate uh, when shows do that when they mm -hmm. when they try to keep the integrity of the song, but then they make it custom. It makes you feel like it's something really special. Yeah, I think that's what makes it a special, right? Yeah. So because uh, if it was just a you know any old intro, then it wouldn't be that that special. So um, I'll tell you, Tiny Toon Adventures. I know I watched that show, mm -hmm. and I know I enjoyed that show. Mm -hmm. I can't remember hardly anything about that show, <laughs> and so when I watched this episode, I was like. Who who is that character? I didn't even remember their names. I had to look up, mm. and I was like, "Oh, that's Plucky," mm -hmm. and that's what I don't know. And I, Hamilton, yeah, uh, but I think people just usually called him Ham. You had Elmi Elmira, Elvi Elvira, no, Elmira, Elmira, because it's Elmer and and Elmira, oh, right. so Elmira. Right. Uh, and then who is the Bugs Bunny character? Um, it's Buster, Buster, Bu Buster and, Bunny, and Babs, Buster and Babs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know something in my brain has merged that with Animaniacs so hard. Well, do you want to know why? Why? Because Animaniacs was from Tiny Toons. What? Yep. So Animaniacs um, spun out of Tiny Toons. Oh. And then, um, and so did Pinky and the Brain. And so I don't know if you noticed, but the brain was in, in, in that uh, Halloween episode. Um, and this was an actual special. It was like an hour long. Okay. Yeah, um, I noticed that. Yeah. So, but the uh, but yeah, there like there's a part where someone's like brains and and so and then brain pops up or whatever. But, <laughs> I skipped over that part. That's great. Um. But yeah, the uh, and so that's why I also thought that it was it was good to bring up on on the show was because you know Animaniacs is is coming back out on Hulu. Um. I think they've already greenlit three seasons of it or something like that. And, um, you know, Steven Spielberg is producing it again and, you know, all the, well, I think most of the voice actors, I think someone died, but, um, and so, you know, that came from Tiny Toons. And so it's, it's, it's a cool thing to be able to, to see how the stuff from back then is still being shown today. And I think it's cool because, you know, Tiny Toons Night Goolery. So ob obviously it's a play on Night Gallery, the, um, oh gosh, what's his name? The Twilight Zone guy. And Stephen King? No. no. Um, Rod Serling? Yes, Rod Serling. So that was a thing that he did. And so each, this, it's essentially in like an anthology show where Babs is playing the role of Rod Serling and she's getting you ready for each each story that's going to be told. Um, but man, like, I think about the show because just like you, I watched this all the time as a kid. And I liked Looney Tunes also, right? Mm -hmm. And the majority of the comedy is is very looney tunes ish right but um man the references in this show were way over my head back then oh man me too uh i caught a soupy sales reference in, <laughs> in this one mm -hmm. i mean uh, i appreciate you know i appreciate that they did that because that was probably to throw a little bone here and there to mm -hmm. the parents that were watching these with their right. kids mm -hmm. Um, a little, a little nod of the, uh, a little tip of the hat there, so yeah. to speak. The thing that I think is cool about that is this new Animaniacs show is going to be similar because Animaniacs was the same way. Like I remember there specifically being like Prince jokes and stuff like that in Animaniacs uh -huh. back then. And so, um, but it'll, it's cool because 
the things they're going to be referencing, like the people that will be making it are our age, yeah. right? And so, like, it's almost like, though, I, I, I want to see how many references to old Animaniacs and stuff like that that they make, uh, or, you know, just other shows like Tiny Toons in this era and that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, uh, just to give you an idea of the segments for this, you had the Telltale Vacuum. Uh, yeah, that was a play on Edgar Allan Poe, Telltale Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which also most kids probably wouldn't know. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, Sneezer the Sneezing Ghost, which was um, essentially the Tom and Jerry equivalent, but it was Casper the Friendly Ghost. Uh, the Devil Dog on the Moors. Fuel, um, which uh, Calamity, Coyote, uh, was basically being hunted down by this fuel truck that kept running him over and stuff. Um, Daniel Webfoot and the Devil, which I feel has to be a reference to something because Plucky is talking. Um, yeah, Plucky. I was up for a second. I, <laughs> well, there's there's a baby duck also. It's uh-huh. like, gotta go down the hole. Do you remember the character? <laughs> no. <laughs> for a second, I thought his name was Plucky. But, um, but anyways, he's speaking very strangely. Uh, and so it has to be like a reference to something else. Um, you had hold that, uh, hold that duck. Plucky was in a lot of these. He was, he's, I mean, he's the Daffy Duck equivalent, so Daffy's the best. But Frizz says the Jurassic Park spoof uh, commercial for the new Animaniacs is hilarious. Oh, yeah, it is pretty funny. Have you seen it? No, uh, I, I I only saw, like, the teaser when they first announced that they were going to do it, mm-hmm. but I haven't gotten to watch the new one yet. I need to make a point to, to check out the new trailer. It's pretty good. Uh, then you had Night of the Living Doll, uh, which was a Go-Go Dodo thing, uh, Frank and Myra, and Dizzy Gore, which is um, Elmira and Dizzy, uh, the... Oh, gosh. Tasmanian Devil. And then uh, A Gremlin on the Wing, which unfortunately was not in um, the uh, the video that we were able to watch. Uh, but it's that classic Twilight Zone episode. So Yeah, this one is not uh, probably easily accessible, but it, it's out there if you search for it. Yeah, Daily Motion got your back uh, for most things that you cannot find on other things. So um, I highly recommend checking it out because it, it is a little bit longer. It's, it's an hour long, um, but... Uh, it's it's it is a really cool thing to go back and watch because tiny like that era of Fox Kids cartoons influenced all kinds of stuff. Did you know this eventually started being shown on on Nickelodeon? No, Tiny Toons. No, I didn't know that either. Like new episodes no. on Nickelodeon? Or no, just... like that show. Like oh. after I guess after Fox Kids stopped showing uh-huh. it, they just Nickelodeon picked, picked it up, it up? Yeah, oh, wow. and started showing it, which I, I thought was crazy. It was probably I mean I was in high school with it by then, so it's probably not something on my radar. Yeah. So, uh, but, um, you know, I think that, that Tiny Toons was very fresh. I'm excited about the new Animaniacs reboot because I think that's going to be very fresh. Um, but, you know, there's just really nothing that is quite as fresh as uh, our next video. Eddie, where's your costume? Ross Perot. I'm Humpty Hump. You know, Shopti's alt ego from the Digital Underground? Yes. Have you seen your brothers? <laughs> Ooh, UPS delivery lamb. Nice costume, Emery. You too, Evan. A lazy goalie. Scary for your teammates. <laughs> We're obviously sides of the lambs. We knew he wouldn't get it. We talked about that, remember? So, Brian, with the horrible pun before I went to that segment, 
thank you for that fresh one. Uh, that, folks, if you are just listening and, and don't know that one, that is Modern Masterpiece, Fresh Off the Boat. Now, we don't normally do new stuff unless we reference it to old stuff. This one is inherently tied to the old times mm-hmm. because it takes place in Orlando in 1990s. So this is Fresh Off the Boat. It airs on ABC until last year. They had six seasons of it, and it's phenomenal. Um, this is a show that, like Roseanne, every year except the first year, they have uh, made a point to put out a really, really solid Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. And like Roseanne, it, what makes it work is that the family loves Halloween, um, except uh, Jessica, the mom. Mm-hmm. The mom is anti-Halloween, yeah. which which kind of adds to the fun storytelling of that with Lewis, played by Randall Park. Uh, Randall Park, uh, if you don't know him, he, I think he was in Ant-Man. As yes. Like the, he's the FBI. The FBI agent mm-hmm. in Ant-Man. So he's been in a lot of stuff. And then Constance Wu, who plays Jessica Wong, she is, uh, she was in uh, Pretty Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. I think that. No, is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah, that was the name of that. It was a critically acclaimed movie and stuff. So, sadly, the show is no more. But there are there are five Halloween episodes out of six seasons that are, oh, so good. Um, the uh, can, I, can I tell you what bums me out about that show? Sure. So, uh, so so the first season takes place in '95, mm-hmm. right? And <clears throat> the beginning of each episode, like the, during their intro, like. Part of it is them standing in front of. They move from DC to Orlando, and so it has the year on it. And they didn't update the year every year because I was like, "Are we supposed to believe that this this is the Halloween also in the same year?" Uh, but you know, the one of the cool things about having a show like that, where uh, you know the kids in the show, you get to see them grow up, mm-hmm. right? And especially because um, I've never watched the show before today, and so I watched every Halloween episode. Uh, and it was funny just to see like, whoa, like <laughs> he really, grew. yeah. Like by, by the end of them, like the kid in the first season is like essentially an adult in the, in the last, in the last uh, season. So, uh, but that was, that was a really cool thing to see. Um, so this really plays into the nineties zeitgeist a lot. Um, what's great about each Halloween episode is they make tons of pop culture references. Several of the Halloween episodes the main characters changed costumes several times, like trying to find mm-hmm. the right one. So that's funny. In this first episode, uh, this first Halloween episode, I mean, they have, if you're looking for costume spotting, you see G.I. Joe, Barney, Humpty Hump, the mask, who they called, wait, it's so funny. You know, Jim Carrey's the mask. They called it um, Jazz Gumby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud at that. Oh my gosh. Uh, Apollo Creed, Miss Piggy, Kermit the Frog, Where's Waldo, Carmen San Diego, and then this guy <laughs> is obsessed with the Traveling Wilburys, um, the uh, super group. Mm-hmm. So he makes his own little Traveling Wilburys costume. It's just fun stuff like that that ties into um, the nostalgia of the time and makes it fun with fresh Halloween episodes every mm-hmm. time. So this is my pick. Um, I know it's not retro, but it, it certainly fits the bill. Um, and it's nice to see uh, a show that has some representation. I think this was the first show with an all Asian cast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in like 20 years or something that was on primetime. And it also like the like writers and directors mm -hmm. and stuff like that are also Asian. So, yeah. Um, but shout out to, you know, I, I know it probably seems like we live in the past because we always talk about retro stuff, but that's not the case, but we're living in a really cool time where nostalgia is part of the national conscience and we're able to have these shows like the Goldbergs mm -hmm. and fresh off the boat, um, that, tie into the nostalgia and mm -hmm. make it fun but i will give one more plug for actually a truly modern show that also sadly just ended but if you want really good modern halloween episodes that kind of play into uh like the fresh off the boat or like roseanne um one of the reasons that makes it so good is because they just love halloween so much is modern family mm -hmm. have you ever watched modern oh family? yeah i love modern or I didn't. I didn't realize it went off the air, but I used to watch. I used to like the first probably five seasons. I watched every episode. Yeah, Phil Dunphy, um, that and and the whole family. Their Halloween episodes are great. Mm -hmm. So, um, don't just look to the past. Look to the recent present, and um, there's some great stuff out there for you. Well, um, you know, you were talking about one of the great things about Fresh Off the Boat is, um, you know, you have representation and that kind of thing. And I think our next pick. Uh, you know, you have a, a wide variety of representation uh, on this show, and it's an old one, too. Diversity. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's not the right thing. <laughs> and now it's back to me. All right, here we go. This one's for real now. <laughs> All right, so that is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Life's a Masquerade, uh, which, um, man, it was hard for me to pick a scene for that. I, I definitely wanted to get the monster in it, right? Because uh -huh. uh, that was the most important part of it. But, uh, you know, you have the Green Ranger. The Green Ranger was so awesome because, you know, all the regular Power Rangers had to jump into their Zords and, like, do everything. And he just whipped out his flute, would play a song, and his Zord would come out and fight for him. And then, like, he would be like, uh-oh, now they all need to, to get together to get big. Let me play a different song. And, like, he would just hang off on the side while his robot did all of this fighting for him. I couldn't believe that he was in it already because, I, in my memory, so this episode was season one, episode 25. Mm-hmm. And I was really shocked to see the Green Ranger in season one. For some reason, I thought he joined, like, at least second season. Right. Um, I, I thought he was a little further down the road because I thought it was just that core five for so long that mm -hmm. I remember when he came along, I was a little indignant. I was like, whoa, bro, slow your roll. Well, These was, guys are established. Yeah. I don't know who you are thinking you're the bee's knees. Mm -hmm. It was awesome because the... Um 
you know, when he came on, like it was such a big deal because he was like the bad guy and like eventually started working with them. And, you know, I don't know if, are you up to date on Power Ranger lore? No. no. Oh my gosh. There's like 30 of them. Oh, but like the comics and stuff are really cool too, because they, they are doing storylines with those specific Rangers. Cool. Um, but Tommy eventually, I don't remember. I, I don't, I am not up to date with it, but Tommy eventually is um, brainwashed. I think by Lord Zed and he becomes Lord Dracon and kills the Power Rangers and like, or he kills Gor He kills Zordon. I think is what it is. Oh, okay. And so, um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. I'm probably wrong about a lot of that stuff. Lord Dracon's pretty cool looking. Though. Please write in, please <laughs> let Brian know how wrong he is. Um, so this episode, um, the big bad guy, if you couldn't hear it, um, the big monster was a Frankenstein's monster. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty gnarly. I I watched the episode. I didn't, you know, I know that they're splicing together Japanese footage with American shot footage. Mm -hmm. And so it's a little hard to, to, to translate and to like make a cohesive story. But at the same time, you're going to have to explain this a little bit to me because sure. the kids were at the, at the community center decorating mm -hmm. for a Halloween party. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden Rita repulse as like hey i need to make some super putties yeah because whatever mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden the monster shows up at the halloween party mm -hmm. uh, what's going on so the the reason preston that is probably hard to follow is because um the show the original show uh let me see if i can find the name of it real quick uh, uh zayu ranger was what the original show was called and the um the episode that aired in America, it was backwards, basically. So the episode after this one, you see Rita learning about Super Putty and that kind of thing. Because if you don't remember, Rita Repulsa used to have a guy that made the bad guys out of putties. That's why they were called putties. Oh, he right. would make He would like make a statue and then put it in a machine and then Okay, yeah, that's out. been way too yeah. long, bro. <laughs> so, way too long. So she, they found this Super Putty in Angel Grove. Right? That's the show, Angel Grove? Yeah. Okay. Um, for a second, I thought that was Saved by the Bell. Um, so they found this, like, cave that has super putty in it so they can make even even more awesome monsters. So, uh, But, yeah, so she's doing that. Um, and so, Tom, like, they all dress up uh, in their costumes. And they go to this uh, the teen center to have a party. And Tommy's like, hey, I'll catch up with you guys. My costume's not ready. He wasn't really sure what he was going to go as. And while they're there, the Frankenstein shows up. And he's just like, he's pretty weak because like he's trying to hit this girl and she's like dancing with them and yeah, stuff like that. He was that. weak sauce. Yep. And then um and then he eventually leaves. Billy follows him back to the super putty cave, and then has to transform to fight the 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 guy. So let me interrupt you just for a second. For I I did, you know, as disjointed as this is, mm -hmm. and you can usually tell the the new footage from the old right. footage and stuff. I gotta give props to whoever shot the the Billy in the cave scene mm -hmm. because that aesthetic, mm -hmm. the graininess and yep. the, the lighting effect, it really did seem seamless when mm -hmm. normally, I mean, if, when they're out there fighting in their suits, it shoots the kids and they do their morphing thing. And then they go to like grainy 10 year old Japanese mm -hmm. footage. Um, this one was a little seamless. So I, I appreciated that. You know, the thing with it too is when I was a kid, I never noticed it, but in this episode, which you can, you can watch on Netflix. Um, but in this episode, like there's parts like when it when they're showing like like the original show it's very obviously japan like the architecture and stuff mm -hmm. like that and i just i like i guess i just never thought about it 
or anything like oh yeah this town that they live in has a volcano near it and uh and then it's all this weird japanese architecture but um you know as an adult and like knowing all that stuff it it stands out really so the the monster was weak sauce in person but was pretty pretty gnarly when he got supersized uh my favorite thing was he had the neck bolt Mm. nunchucks (laughs) which uh, it's a cool idea, but most disturbing was the gaping hole yes. <laughs> you saw for like a split second when he pulled out the the bolts mm. out of his neck. It was very disturbing. <laughs> and then the next cut is him holding the bolts, mm-hmm. which are obviously <laughs> like 7,000 times bigger than they were in his neck. But yet they've already grown to be substantial. So shout out to Neck Bolt. Um, that's what I'm calling him. You know, you, you say that it's... um. You say that it's disturbing looking. This they had to edit this fight because the, if you watch the fight, it's weird because there'll be scenes where he's holding a different weapon and that kind of thing, where it's um, it is not like a it's not the same weapon. He has different weapons, but they don't you don't ever see him change it. And so um, what happens is when they in the actual show when they killed him it was incredibly gruesome and disturbing and so nice. that like when they kill him in the american show there's like this like flash of light and like like it's really quick and like like just like they really it's not exciting because it's they like well, what just over. happened yeah. and like the, the, the like the fight didn't end all of a sudden he just like explodes into light and it's because like what happened in real life so if you can get that like the opportunity to see the original show i have not personally seen it but but the reporting that i have seen online talks about how disturbing that was so <laughs> uh but yeah so i think i you know that was their first they did multiple halloween episodes for some reason they didn't always come out on halloween like there's another one called trick or treat but it takes like it was like in april or something like that so uh, but that was their first halloween one that was on halloween so um uh but yeah that's the last one that I want to talk about. I have an honorable mention. And, um, you know, there was an episode of Boy Meets World <laughs> Here that, we go. that uh, people fondly remember being a Halloween episode. But it wasn't. It was not a Halloween episode. That's why I didn't include it on here because it's actually pretty good. Uh, so it's called And Then There Was Sean. It's, it's later in the series. Um, and uh, Corey and Topanga have broken up. And... Um, Sean is just really messed up about it. And, uh, you know, he's, he's like getting into fights, like arguments with kids in class. So the whole gang gets detention and Mr. Feeney goes to leave the classroom and he locks the door behind him so they can't get out. And then the map on the, on the blackboard comes up and in blood, it says no one leaves alive or something like that. Right. Super creepy. Um, and so, it was a great Halloween theme, but the show came out February 27th of 1998. <laughs> so not a Halloween episode. Blaine's, your brain's playing tricks on you yeah. as far as memory goes. It's a cool, it's a cool, scary story. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt is uh-huh. in it. She plays Jennifer Love Farwell or something like that. And uh, and so it, but it's, it's a good episode. You should check it out, but it's not a Halloween episode. So, um, but yeah. Those Preston. are some good picks, man. So. Uh, that's going to do it for our picks for the night. I I hope that we have given you some good alternatives for some time to fill this Halloween season in, in lieu of it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, pour one out for Mm -hmm. that OG Halloween special. But these are some great alternatives to scratch that nostalgic itch 
to maybe expose you and your family to something new that you haven't checked out and still get in the mood for Halloween, which is just a few days away. Yeah. So, uh, Preston, Yo. Oh, I want to thank you for coming to the, uh, to the studio. Yes. Um, you know, getting, uh, it's nice. This is season two of way back attack in my mind. <laughs> since yeah. it's year two. Uh, at least that's how I named the files. And so, uh, so, you know, back in the studio, uh, you know, if you want to please, please, please check out the Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash way back attack do you say forward slash uh i just say slash yeah i cut out the back or the forward because i always get it wrong oh see i it pains me to not say forward slash like like but that's what people do now they don't say the forward or back they just say slash <laughs> like apparently now websites or engines will correct it but but uh forward slash anyways <laughs> patreon.com slash way back attack uh, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, I am at B.E. Grantham. Preston, where can people find Yo, you? I am at Squared Stiff on Twitter. You can find our show all over the internet. We have our own website, waybackattackshow.com. And uh, you can find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, wayback underscore attack. We're everywhere. Um, but we hope we're in your ear holes or in your eyeballs. Um, we appreciate you checking us out and, and watching or listening to the show. And we hope that we get to do that more often. So yes. please check out our Patreon. Please become a patron. And we hope we can give it to you more often. But until then, please vote. And happy Halloween. Jeez.